Andrea Leadsom has been a huge force in politics. She's a former business secretary and leader of the House of Commons. She ran to be Conservative Party leader not once but twice and has received a damehood for her services to politics. She passionately fought for Brexit and now from the backbenchers, she's fighting to help families. Dame Andrea Leadsom joins me now. So, Andrea, I've got to start by saying it's been a huge pleasure to work with you over the years. And, you know, you've always been a somebody who, when you, go, you, when you have a cause, you get right behind it. And you did that with Brexit. And so now what we're seeing, actually, is still Brexit's rolling on. Yeah. And we've seen the Windsor framework announced this week. Do you think that's going to, to help to deliver the results that we wanted? And how do you think that's going to help us with the general election moving forward? Well, for a start, Nadine, like, right back at you, it's been a pleasure to work with oh, you for so long. We were both passionate Brexiteers, and I think the one thing we could probably agree on is that if the Windsor framework had been available at any time since 2016, we'd have bitten their arms off. And the fact of the matter is it's been a journey. You know, we've had bad times with our relationship with the European Union. Now it's coming to a place where things are moving on. I think the EU have recognised the need to protect the Belfast Good Friday Agreement and to protect Northern Ireland's place within the United Kingdom. And so I think that agreement takes us a huge step forwards to, towards resolving the remaining issues of Brexit. But we're not there yet, though, are no, we? No, still yeah. waiting for the DUP. Yeah. We're still waiting for the ERG. We're not yeah. quite there yet, are we? No, we're not. And the fact of the matter is uh, the DUP are ultimately the decisive um, element, or at least the unionists in Northern Ireland are the decisive element. What we need to see is a Northern Ireland assembly properly constituted again so that Northern Ireland takes its place as an integral and precious part of the United Kingdom. And for that to happen, I think, frankly, unionists in Northern Ireland need to see that the Act of Union has been fully restored, that the Belfast Good Friday Agreement is fully protected, and that actually for people in Northern Ireland, they'll be able to buy the same things there as you can in, in, in Northampton, where I live. Do you think the Windsor Framework will contribute to us having a better chance of winning the general election? And what do you think our overall chances are? I mean, I, I'm, I've always said no one has a crystal ball in politics. Yeah, exactly. You know, stuff happens, events always coming at us from all directions. But I certainly think that what um, Rishi as Prime Minister is doing in government is seeking to tackle some of the outstanding big issues. So tackling the issue with the Northern Ireland Protocol trying to tackle now the small boat issue, which is by far and away one of the biggest concerns that people have in this country. It's getting out of control. It, well, it is absolutely getting out of control, exactly as you say. Where will it end unless we actually can do something to stop those human traffickers? So unless we can break that business model, then it will continue to escalate. You know, it wasn't an issue a few years ago, and now it's a massive issue. You know, prior to recent years, we had the problem of, of um, illegal migrants hiding in the back of lorries. We've managed to fix that issue. Now it's coming here in small boats. We've got to stop this for the sake of human kindness, frankly. We cannot have young men. I mean, where are the women and the children? What's happened to them? They started the journey. Why aren't they here? And, of course, the fact that it's simply not fair for people in this country who work hard, do the right thing, can't get access to the same, frankly, quality of accommodation and three square meals a day and a warm place to live, etc., that some illegal migrants are able to get. So there's a, an issue of fairness, there's an issue of resolving the problem of human trafficking. And all of these things, I think, 
the Prime Minister is trying to deal with, and that's a good thing. And I think if he does, then I think it will bode very well for the next election. Because of the gangs, it's a much more difficult yeah. situation for the Home Office to deal with and actually for ministers to deal with than it ever was. Do you think, with the, the summit that Rishi is going to have with Macron, what kind of demands do you think he's going to make for more money? Because, for me, one of the concerns is Macron's had a lot of money, you know, millions of pounds on a daily basis, and they've not been doing a brilliant mm. job at stopping mm. these people leaving the beaches of Calais to land in Kent. What do you think the substance of those conversations are going to be and how do you think what the what do you think the outcome is going to be? Yeah, so I think it's all a bit of a continuum really. I think that the since the UK left the EU, there has been some bad feeling. There has been a kind of less than enthusiasm for cooperation. And so I think in part actually the Windsor framework is going to help relations with the EU. We already saw that with Ursula von der Leyen saying that we can start to address some of the other outstanding issues now. I certainly think and hope that the relationship with France will improve significantly. But bottom line, it is very clearly in the interests of France to agree, yes, we will keep these people. And the reason for that is because actually what's happening, as you rightly point out, the human traffickers, the criminal gangs have gained in strength, they've gained financial resources, they now know exactly what they're doing, they're able to double, treble, quadruple the numbers that they're sending over to the UK. And if France stamped on it, if they said, yes, we won't let them come, we'll keep them here, that in itself would reduce the temptation of people to pay those thousands of dollars and pounds to human traffickers to make that perilous journey. So it's clearly in France's interest because if people aren't queuing at Calais to get to the UK, then they won't bother to go to France in the first place. Mm. So it's in all of our interest to stop this pipeline of absolutely appalling human misery. So Andrea, as I said in the introduction, you're now passionately campaigning for family, family hubs and families. So what are the family hubs gonna look like, Andrea? Yeah. And what were your discussions like with Princess Kate. Yeah. Well, I mean, just obviously, I can't tell you exactly what we talked about, but definitely uh, the Princess of Wales and the Best Start for Life are absolutely on the same page. You know, her foundation is doing great work in talking to families and understanding from families what kind of support and help they need and where they feel they're struggling. And that's exactly what we're doing in the vision for the Best Start for Life. So what we're doing within the government is rolling out family hubs across England and within those family hubs, there will be universal provision of services and absolutely integral to this is what families have told us is those services must be joined up. So at the moment you have a baby and you're like, oh, what do I do with this? You know, how do I breastfeed? How do I, what do I do if I'm just crying, if my baby won't sleep at night, if the baby's losing weight, what am I supposed to do? And of course, theoretically, you go to a, a, a midwife or a health visitor who's absolutely there for you 24-7, except that in reality, that is so often not the case. Mm. So the idea is that the family hub will be, yes, it'll be a place that you can drop in. You can just go there and speak to a health visitor. You can get breastfeeding support advice. You can get mental health advice. You can get even things like smoking cessation if you're worried about your partner because they're not doing terribly well, not really coping with becoming a parent. You can get advice on sleeping, weaning, crying, and so on. You can have your antenatal checks with a midwife in a family hub. But the point about family hubs is they will be a one-stop shop. 
not just for the best start for life, so the universal services that we all need, but also from right the way from conception up to the age of 19. And if you have a, a child with disabilities to the age of 25. So you'll be able to go there with your new baby and your six-year-old, for example, if you have concerns about any of them. So it is designed to be the place everyone goes. So the Princess of Wales would go and perhaps a 16-year-old young mum who maybe is, you know, on her own and really traumatised. Um, and you and I, we would all go there, perhaps as grandparents or as parents, as carers, because that's where you'll go to seek advice and get support. So that's the ambition, that's the vision, but it is all about giving every baby the best start for life. So what we want to see is babies who are securely attached to their parents, who then, when they get to school, and this school is your ready. first thousand days work, isn't exactly. it? When the importance that bond building, yeah. the babies are first born. Exactly, yes. Yeah. So in, it's in the period from conception to the age of two when the building blocks for lifelong emotional and physical health are laid down. So if you are securely attached, i.e. if you have a loving, attentive relationship with your adult carer, could be your mum, could be your dad, could be a carer. Uh, but if you have that primary attachment role, that enables the baby's developing brain to actually learn that the world is a good place and that that baby then grows up thinking, I can cope. And that baby becomes a child and later an adult who deals much better with life's ups and downs than somebody who doesn't have the security of that early relationship. So the, the Family Hubs and Start for Life is all about equipping families with the education the support and the joined up services that they need. Andrea, they sound fantastic and I'm so glad that you're the person who's driving this in the backbenchers because um, it's, it is so incredibly important. I've witnessed it myself recently. So incredibly important that, that young mothers have that bonding and that understanding.